bank down, bank down. We got a bank down. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've come too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to just keep our composure. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. Hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. Uh, and yeah, today we got a bank down uh, long Bitcoin short. The bankers is in full play today with Wells Fargo. Uh, and we'll talk a lot about what's going on. And I think it is really interesting and important to focus on uh, as a whole, because if you are a Wells Fargo customer in the United States, your day is probably if you've needed access to your money, your day is probably sucked quite a bit. Um, and there's been a, a lot of headaches and a lot of issues with that. And while there have been an increasing number of articles of op-eds of these posts saying Bitcoin is stupid and worthless, there's no need for it, blockchain is stupid and worthless, distributed ledger technology is dumb, days like today go to show some of the issues that Bitcoin uh, and blockchain technology in the future might be able to you know solve in a better manner than the systems that we currently have available so we're about to hop into all that uh, and more in today's discussion so in case you either live under a rock in the united states or you might live internationally outside of the us uh you might not be familiar with what wells fargo is it is a 225 billion dollar bank by market capitalization one of the larger financial institutions and uh, at least consumer uh, banks in the United States for sure. And today for a number on a number of different occasions, customers were not able to access their banking systems at all. And here's a tweet at 1244 uh, noontime Eastern from Wells Fargo's official account. We're experiencing system issues due to a power shutdown at one of our facilities initiated after smoke was detected following routine maintenance. We're working to restore services as soon as possible. We apologize for the inconvenience. And that was after two previous tweets apologizing for online banking and mobile app issues, as well as other intermediate outages. Now, Interestingly enough, this was not just limited to mobile banking or, and online banking. You couldn't even process wire transactions. If you called up the bank, the entire system, Wells Fargo was basically crippled, brought to its knees, kneecapped, cut down. It was dead. It was done. Uh, for the better part of a few hours, it was literally a non-functioning bank. And the Twitter makes it a little bit cryptic, but there's something interesting here, and this kind of corroborates with it. But here's a Reddit post where somebody said, anybody know what the hell is happening with Wells Fargo? It's down declining transactions, no access to the well uh, to the to the web portal. And somebody created a throwaway account four hours ago, and this was prior to the tweet from Wells Fargo confirming this essentially. But uh, fire suppression went off in one of the main data centers for from utility work this morning. No power to any of the network or compute equipment, and the failovers did not work as expected. Uh, and then kind of continue to elaborate on that, but really one data center, one issue, one maintenance issue in a data center brought a $225 billion global bank down and ceased it to function for a number of hours, which is pretty incredible to think about. And I mean, even if you tried to log in, this was literally, this was the only thing if you're listening on the podcast right now, but, uh, the only thing that was showing on Wells Fargo's website, it is now back up as as of at least temporarily at 3 p.m. today. But if you were to go on to um, 
If you were to go on to Wells Fargo's website, the thing that first hits you is we're experiencing some technical difficulties. You can still access your accounts through here, but the, uh, a number of our web pages are temporarily unavailable. It was it was pretty incredible to watch and to see. So now there's naturally a lot of commentary today around you know Bitcoin never shuts down. Uh, yeah, Bitcoin is always functioning. This can't happen with Bitcoin. Um, you know, this can't happen with a lot of other cryptocurrencies, yada, yada, yada. I do think that this is an incredibly interesting thing to see and to watch in real time because it does go to show the need for distributed technology in the banking space and in the really in the world as a whole. You have this one mega bank, again, $225 billion market cap, um, massive, massive value, bigger than the entire cryptocurrency market as a whole. They were brought down due to a freaking fire alarm in a uh, you know, and, and maintenance in a data center, which is incredible, incredible to think about. So why does this matter at all? Well, number one, for anybody that was actually a Wells Fargo customer today, uh, there were people that were hitting me up on Twitter saying they went to, you know, Char buy, buy something at a gas station with a debit card. The debit card didn't work. Uh, there was somebody that I know that was literally on the phone trying to uh, go through a wire transfer, was on the phone with Wells Fargo, and there was no way that they could do a wire transfer, a banking wire transfer today. They literally couldn't do it. Wells Fargo did not have backup systems in place. They didn't have the possibility to do a wire transfer. It was basically impossible to move your money through Wells Fargo for a number of hours today. And that is one of the incredible parts about Bitcoin and about just blockchain technology in general is the distributed nature of it and the permissionless nature of something like Bitcoin where you, know, you don't need permission from Wells Fargo, if their systems are down, you don't need permission from Wells Fargo to you know, move that technology or you know, to move that Bitcoin somewhere else. And it does go to highlight the issues, the inherent issues with centralization that are across the board. And this goes into cryptocurrency as well and outside of cryptocurrency as well. We've seen it with a number of the you know, data hacks that have happened, whether it was some of the credit rating agencies that were, you know, that were hacked and unveiled a ton of social security numbers, uh, personal information, personally identif uh, identifiable information, really just terrible stuff across the board. But even too, from a centralized exchange perspective in the cryptocurrency world, you know, if you have your crypto on a centralized exchange, if you're not storing it on a hardware wallet or on a paper wallet somewhere where you don't have control over the private keys, you know, you could be in for a similar scenario there where, you know, just for example, like, you know, maybe Coinbase goes down, there's a fire in Coinbase's data center or or Gemini's data center or wherever, Binance's data centers, who who knows? But if you're keeping your crypto in centralized exchanges as well, it does go to show some of the inherent risks there and the benefits that you have from a decentralized, really a decentralized solution like Bitcoin, that if you control your private keys, you can transfer that money without restrictions, without needing permission from somebody, without needing somebody else to maintain your infrastructure for you. So I just wanted to pop on today and kind of give my two cents on this because I do think it's an important thing to highlight. And it's kind of one of those, especially if you're you know, somebody who is personally affected by this today or know somebody who's personally affected by it today. It's kind of one of those light bulb aha moments where you're like, you know, I'm kind of losing faith a little bit in Bitcoin. I'm losing faith in blockchain technology. 
I think, you know, maybe this was just all hype. This is bullshit. Uh, this does go to show, in my opinion, you know, the, the continued need for this technology to advance and to improve in the future because of the inherent issues with centralization. Uh, and when you provide your US dollars to a bank, it is the same exact thing as you know, providing those or not, not fully, obviously, there's a lot, a lot of different components there, insurance and some other added benefits. Uh, but when you, you know, have your money in a bank, you don't have access to it much in the same way that if you have your money in a centralized cryptocurrency exchange, you have issues with that as well. But would love to hear your comments on this in the YouTube description. And if you are listening on the podcast, we'd love for you to reach out. If you guys did have any issues with this today, we'd love to hear from you there as well. Thank you so much for your time. If you enjoyed this video, hit that thumbs up button, hit that like button. If you are new to the channel by any chance, make sure you subscribe. Thanks so much for your time. Crypto Bobby signing out. Hope you have a good one. Peace.